Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. So excited for this week's Talk Tennis. I have one of our playtesters with me, Julie. I'm not even going to pronounce your last name because I'm probably going to mess it up. <laughs> Gogri. Oh, okay. Gogri in French. There, thank you. That's what I was waiting for. And Julie has been with Tennis Warehouse for almost a year and she's originally from France. So we're just going to dive into a little deeper knowledge of getting to know Julie, the playtester, and her journey through tennis and how she ended up at Tennis Warehouse and what her role is going to look like for 2020 because it is going to change a little bit. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here with you. (laughs) And Julie and I actually got to compete this year and play some doubles. She's a badass on the court. At Michelle also. (laughs) Cheers as a lion. (laughs) Give yourself some credit also. (laughs) Yeah, so she's an awesome player. If any of you guys have seen any of her playtest videos, she's got insane footwork, Good consistency, loves to hit the ball hard. Yeah, always. She's awesome. So, first things first, Julie, how did you get started in tennis? Well, back in France, um, I grew up in France and my dad was just into tennis. And just growing up, watching him play, I just wanted to get into it as well. I was yeah. about like, yeah, how old was I? Like five years old. And I was like, mom, I want to do like that. <laughs> and, you know, that's pretty much how it started. And what did the process look like? Were you already pretty good when you were young? Or did you really want to be good and you put in the work? How did it go? Uh, I, okay, so... I was good, I guess. Yeah, I guess I was pretty good. Like, so my first two years, it was just, you know, learning tennis. It was pretty mellow, basics and stuff. But around like seven or eight years old, there's like the French Federation. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you know, on the lookout for the talented kids in a way. And I guess I got into this group. And (laughs) so then I had more training and I guess I just started competing and that was my thing, competing. Okay. Like the training for like 10 years old, around 10 years old, I've started feeling like a little bit of pressure and stuff. I don't want to train, but I wanted to compete. Right. So <laughs> so that's mainly the the biggest part for me. That was the competition. That's what I love the most. And that's still what I love the most, honestly. Nice. And how is junior tennis in France? Is it structured differently? Well, so the federation, the French federation, there was like giving a little bit of money to my family to like uh, support the training. Nice. And that's pretty much it. And then we had like a few camps going on throughout weekends sometimes. Okay. But then, you know, there's like... Even more talented kids that are going to, you know, in Paris to like train with like, you know, the big names and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just at a regional level pretty much. So I was not like at a French national level and stuff. So, yeah, pretty much like giving me a little bit of of a scholarship for training and for competing. And there's like a minimum of matches that needed to get done at an early age. And I think the rules probably changed now. Mm -hmm. But I remember being like, I don't know, around 10, 11 years old and having to play at least like 90 matches a year. Oh my gosh. I, I know, right? <laughs> and I think I think that was like between 10 and 12, it was like about 90 matches a year. So that was like a lot of pressure for me and my parents as well. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, I was just going to school like a regular student and at the same time I was, you know, competing and traveling a little bit around friends. But And I know you have a brother. Does he also 
play tennis? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> okay, let's say that my entire family, so like my parents and my brother, got forced into tennis <laughs> okay. because of me. Yeah. My dad was already a little bit into it. Like he'd been playing tennis his whole life. But then my mom picked up on tennis okay. because I was just so like addicted. Yeah. And then my brother was like, oh, I guess I'll pick up a racket too because we have 10,000 rackets at home, you know? Yeah. So so that's how it all started uh, for my brother. And he enjoyed playing tennis, but... He was a rugby player, actually. Oh, cool. In high school. Nice. Yeah. Whatever sport my brother plays, he's, like, really good at it yeah. quickly. But he just likes to do a little bit of everything. Kind of like And you. I like to just <laughs> be good at one thing. So, like, I pick tennis and I'm good at it. So, I was like, okay, I'll stick to that's that. That's your thing. Okay, that's awesome. Uh -huh. Now, when you were growing up, did you know about college tennis in the United States was that a goal for a while or was it something that maybe a coach told you you could do yeah so yeah. like pretty much I've seen people when I was in high school I started seeing like uh yeah just players going to America yeah and so at 17 years old that's when I had the idea in my mind yeah I was like okay I'm yeah. out of here nice. <laughs> America that's here funny. I come so yeah I really wanted to get out and I think I really had this strong need to be out because I felt so pressured mm -hmm. just like you know not having like a ton of friends like I would have liked to yeah. you know I'm a little social butterfly yeah. so I need those friends that I didn't have obviously in high school because training was taking so much time yeah so like I was going to high school like I was going to school from eight to like five or six mm -hmm. and then I was going like for an hour and a half of training and then in high school in France you have a lot of homework like yeah. some teachers were expecting you to like study for at least two hours oh a gosh. day so like imagine like just you know getting up at 6 30 going to school at eight getting out at five or six an hour and a half of training yeah then you have 30 minutes of uh, of drive to go home yeah time to eat shower blah, blah, blah. and then a hey, homework oh, nope. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no not happening no, no. no anyway so with all that and still wanting to compete it was just like a lot for me mm -hmm. and I was getting into like a few arguments with my parents it was just a lot and yeah. With that, I just wanted to get out. I started seeing like players traveling to America and I was like, hey, I had this idea always growing up and becoming professional, yeah. which didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm totally okay with it, yeah. I think. <laughs> Same. <laughs> But just like wanted to reach my full potential was the idea. Yeah. And the issue was if I was staying in France and continue my schooling in, in France, mm -hmm. well, school would have taken too much time for me. Totally. While here in America, I could train three hours a day mm -hmm. and have the conditioning and the coaches and the equipment as well. Yeah. And, and get yeah, to travel. And see I get new to places. travel and I got to play tennis and compete a lot. Yeah. So that was like the perfect compromise for me. Literally a dream, That's which awesome. I lived for a full five years. Yeah. So tell me about the recruiting process for you. Okay. So there's this guy in my tennis club okay. in France. He was a national champion, okay. uh, NCA national champion in 97. His name is Thomas Dupre. Okay. He played for Mississippi State. But anyway, he did the same thing that I did. Went to America did his full schooling over there, become national champion. And at some point, he came back to France. Mm -hmm. And he coached me for a little bit my last year of high school. And he built a little organization that sent French players 
to America. Yeah. So he helped me in the process of getting a visa because okay. this is a grind. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a full year to actually get that visa. Wow. I mean, a full year, like about eight or nine months. Yeah. So it was quite difficult. Now it's even more difficult, but mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was already quite difficult at that time. And then, yeah, he kind of like helped me out, reach out to coaches. And at some point, yeah, I just found Arkansas State. That's um, cool. Yeah. Were you able to go on a recruiting trip or are you just yes. blind? Okay. Yes. So the coach Marina at Arkansas State at the time, she offered for me a trip in April. So I was still in high school and everything. And I just took a few days to visit, met everybody. Nice. And I found comfort in that. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> at the end at the end of the trip, I didn't even like worried about like how good the team was or anything. I was like, this is beautiful here. Yeah. The girls are <laughs> awesome. The coach is awesome. Cool. And at the end of the trip, I was like, where are the papers I want to sign? Yeah. It's pretty much what happened. So I obviously do not regret any of this. That's I wouldn't it. be here if any of that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. Did Very you cool. get to go on any other recruiting trips or that? was it one and done that was okay. it one and done <laughs> I was just really spontaneous that's I was cool. like hey and when I got back actually Thomas was like you signed <laughs> we're like what <laughs> but that's the only school you visited oh well you know everybody yeah. was awesome and I liked it oh, so, that's so funny. yeah and what I get a lot is like Arkansas yeah that's what I was gonna say Arkansas it's really Why? funny Arkansas? with like oh. people outside of tennis meet you and they hear that you're French and then they ask where like how did you get here yeah and then you say Arkansas and then they're like what <laughs> but I don't think people understand how the whole like international tennis thing works and all that. So, yeah, like, I mean, being international, you don't truly really know where to go. Yeah, that's the, I'm, I'm getting like a few players nowadays that are like reaching out. Yeah. Um, they're like, hey, how did that all happen? Like, <laughs> please help. Like, how do I know if the coach is good? How totally. do I know if the school is perfect for me? If the place is good for me? Yeah. Those are all stuff that I didn't have tons of guidance for. Mm -hmm. So I visited a school, found comfort in this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like it. And that's good. pretty much what happened. But now, yeah, players are reaching out. And if some other internationals want to reach out, <laughs> out there, don't hesitate. I'm more than happy to help because yeah. I know that... It's kind of difficult. It's, yeah. it's like a new adventure. It's intimidating yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like that's cool that you went on that trip and you felt yeah. confident mm -hmm. in making that choice. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. Yeah, that's scary. But talk to me a little bit about going to Arkansas then mm -hmm. and playing and well, first of all, like, what did you think when you first got there? I mean, being a freshman in college is just a whirlwind. Yeah. And a freshman in college in America. Yeah. Tell, yeah. In Arkansas, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. Well, yeah, no. No offense, but Arkansas is a beautiful state. Yeah. I was not obviously, like, in the prettiest, you know, part of Arkansas. But I was also like an hour away from Memphis, That's which cool. is a really nice city. Yeah. So I got to go Bill Street a little bit yeah. sometimes. And I was a really nice spot. Mainly over there, what I found were just amazing friendships. Oh, uh, cool. Arkansas State has like a great international program. And it just like opened my mind so much. So nice. like without doing all this all around the world traveling, I got to discover different cultures, mm -hmm. different people from all over the world. And that was just beautiful. I got to make amazing connections. So you cool. can name a country. I'm going to be like, hey, I know someone <laughs> that lives there. <laughs> you I know? Love that. And then as a player 
just amazing experience, honestly. We don't have all of this in yeah. France. And yeah. I really hope that athletes here in America realize this, the luck that they have. Because yeah. a lot of players, which is like soccer, tennis, whatever sport you can think of, that are passionate and they also want to keep on going with their education, they have to make a choice when you're in Europe. One or the other. Yeah. yeah. It's either, hey, I'm going to stop my schooling and just get 100% into it into yeah. my sport or just quit and getting more educated you know <laughs> which is like kind of like you know this this safer thing to do right. and sometimes the smartest or not it really depends for for the people but really lucky that I got to go to America and it's just a whole amazing experience that's honestly. cool mm-hmm. do you have any favorite memories or favorite matches or trips even I do have a game that I remember it was against Kennesaw State and I won like six seven seven five like seven six seven five it was just like a crazy Grind. game I played for four hours oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was the last match going on and so what happened is we already won the game right yeah but the coaches was like hey we'll keep playing yeah, just yeah, we'll yeah. keep playing yeah. and my teammates were just like on the sun like laying down like dying they're like Julie please get done already <laughs> and I was just like grinding and grinding and yeah that was a pretty good memory honestly but besides this like crazy game great memories just simple as everyday friendships yeah. or the banquets at the end of the year yeah. just like get to get all pretty yeah. and you know get recognized <laughs> for whatever you've done this yeah. semester or this year and it's just awesome that's Great funny vibes. I love yeah it. even just saying that it's it's so funny it brings back memories for me too because you just always remember at the end of like the conference tournament or whatever everyone gets all dressed up yeah. and it's like so fun for the girls to <laughs> exactly for the guys too for the guys Come too on. and like and that's like an event sometimes you get to hang out with the guys mm-hmm. which you don't always, you know, your season's so busy, yeah. you don't always get mm-hmm. to see them. So yeah. that's awesome. And obviously, you did enjoy being a player because then you helped out and you were able to coach yeah. as well. So uh-huh. talk about that transition and all of that. Uh, that was a little, I mean, it was a really fun transition. I learned a lot from that. It was different. Like I was like teammate with some of the girls that Mm -hmm. I was actually coaching. So, you know, you still have like this really good connection with the girls and you just just, you know, help them out as much as you can. Give them a little tips and stuff. But it was more like sitting down with them on the court and helping them out more as a friend Mm -hmm. More than actual coach here. That's yeah. pretty much the relationship I had with them, you know. And I found like words that the coach at the time didn't obviously found because he didn't have this connection with them. Uh, yeah, um, that makes sense. and I know that some of the girls were like sometimes like, you know, struggling a little bit and just not happy with <laughs> whatever decision was made. And you know, I was kind of like here to like try to ease the thing. Yeah, know? I was like, hey, it's okay, yeah. you know. And I was really trying to help them on the mental side of things okay. more than their tennis. If something like obvious was going on, I was right. like, hey, like, stop hitting the ball like you're doing. Obviously, it's going in the fence. Yeah. And <laughs> Let's <laughs> please put that. the ball in the court. Let's talk about this. But <laughs> no, it was more like what I've realized with coaching at this level. It's 
Most of the girls in Division One, they have the tennis. They have the skill. Yeah. yeah. The huge issue most of the time is the mental. Yeah. And it's like not believing in themselves yeah. and da-da-da. And how tough it is to actually find the right words to talk to them. That's pretty much it. And how like different everybody is. You're going to have to be, like, super calm with somebody as you talk to them. And this girl is just going to give you, like, sassiness. And you're going to have to deal with it because that's the way she is and, you know. But, yeah, that's really, like, the aspect I love the most about coaching. It was just, like, helping those girls mentally on but also off the court, which was Something I absolutely love. So yeah, yeah. I'd have to agree. I mm-hmm. feel the exact same way. And it's it's fun to connect with someone yeah. and kind of just figure out what makes them tick and all of that. Yeah, because you get to coach too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good time. It's fun and like that camaraderie is still mm-hmm. there. I don't know. It's just yeah. there's something special about college mm-hmm. tennis for sure. Mm-hmm. Now I did want to bring up something that had happened in your life while you were in the States, in Arkansas, that kind kind of was crazy and changed your perspective a little bit and you've told me the story so if you're okay with opening up a little bit uh, (laughs) talk about your accident okay so after yeah that was the beginning of my sophomore year okay uh full break me and my boyfriend at the time we decided to go on a camping trip yeah my very first camping trip so that was all fun and stuff and uh, we decided to uh, spend like two nights there at the end of the day we just you know decided to like come back a little early we just spent one night there it was freezing (laughs) so so I was like I don't think I can spend another night over there so we left a little early and um, 10-15 minutes after leaving hot springs which is where we were camping a car came and hit us head on mm-hmm. on the highway. So like the, the guy so was fast. probably driving about like 80 miles per hour, yeah. if it's not more, because he was passing so many cars. Like, Ugh. And we were like driving like 75 miles per hour. My boyfriend at the time was actually the one driving. And uh, what happened is like we had a head on and then we did like a few 360s. Mm. While the car that hit us, the guy just, I mean, ended up dying. Uh, He hit another car and um, the guy passed. But what happened pretty much is um, my boyfriend at the time ended up in a coma Mm -hmm. at the hospital. And I I just canceled my my flight home. I stayed with him for a while for like the full two months. And then uh, I wanted to stay with him, but just visa stuff. I kind of had to go back to school when the semester started back in January. So I have to go back to school and he has to go back home, mm-hmm. which is which was in California. Okay. So with that, we're like trying to like keep going with our relationship. But he had like, you know, as the nurses described, the worst brain injury that someone can have. So that's pretty much what happened to him. And somehow I just managed to get away with a couple bruises yeah and it's something that was very 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 tough mentally I dealt with it while I was like 19 years old yeah I turned 20 after when I went back to school Mm -hmm. in January then I went on my 20s and around March it was becoming like tougher and tougher for me I did some post-traumatic stress Mm -hmm. um like after spending this two months at the hospital with him and going back to school, I realized that was just not okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had my full attention on him, you know, and yeah. just like praying that he'll get better. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm I'm going back to school and I'm crying every night. And I'm like, 
and you know like having like suicidal thought yeah. it was just like depression really 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 tough time and not realizing obviously that I was not okay like I was like I'm fine I'm fine you know it's just tough for me right now but I'll be fine and I didn't want any help from anyone I was really like I was a pain to be around <laughs> well you had a good reason it was, it was yeah I had a yeah let's, I had a good reason in a way but it was it was very tough I lost a few friends with that yeah. and you know, you could just see it on the tennis court. I was going totally insane. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't even know how you would begin to even go to practice or start a match. Yeah. Or You just, um, yeah, it's like this routine. It's, yeah. So like it, it was no question for me. I kind of like had to go to practice mm-hmm. and I had to go training and, you know. And maybe I, it was a bit of distraction I, for I, a little bit. I, I don't even know. I think my brain was just working in a way that... Yeah. You know, it's just a routine. That's what you've always been doing your entire life. So it's just like something. I didn't have any other choices. Going home was out of the question. My brain was not even uh, thinking about that. I really wanted to keep going. But in March, we just like broke it up. And then I started recovering. Got to go home over the summer. But yeah, I struggled for like a full, really solid six months of struggle and a very, very intense post-traumatic stress that is not always um, awesome to deal with. <laughs> no. But um, but yeah, from that, just like, you know, I've, I've enjoyed life a yeah. little better. And it gives you a new perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend at the time, he also got to recover fully. Yeah, that's great. Which is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And he was actually coaching rugby in high school because he was a rugby player. Okay, yeah. Uh, so he got to uh, coach some rugby. He nice. was a coach. And yeah, so we're still like in touch, you know, obviously, and still in contact. And he's doing good. Nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's something, you know. <laughs> yes. Okay, thank God. But, you know, it, it just gives you a whole new perspective. You know, you, yeah. you get up, you get up some days and you're like not having a good day, but you're like, hey, you know what? I shouldn't even be here right now. You know, like, yeah. I mean, some people just so, I showed pictures of the car and people are like, how you guys are still yeah. alive? Don't ask me. I don't know. Yeah. Ask the men upstairs. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in control of this. Yeah. I just, you know, have the consequences and I have to deal with it. So like, you know, whatever happens, it's just going to make you grow. It's yeah. something that a lot of people said, says, and it's now because you know. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, this is true. Whatever you're going through, there's a, a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. It's for sure going to make you grow stronger and appreciate life so much more. Yeah. And I bring it up only because I just love your outlook on life I know none of you guys work with Julie but (laughs) she's just always so friendly and a a shining star every morning (laughs) she comes in and good morning and I just love it and I think it just proves the point that everyone's kind of got their own journey and we all have different things that we struggle with and everything kind of happens for a reason and you can tell that she lives life to its fullest she's always exploring and adventuring and I feel like if it's not making her happy, she's not going to do it. But most things make her happy. That's true. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm still working on it, obviously. I think we all are. Because I'm a very anxious person also. I know. And I do struggle with anxiety. Yeah, you know that. You know that. No, but I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) But you also see me. So yeah, I'm I'm a very happy person. Social butterfly. Mm. Really happy to be around people. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's but sometimes, just, and I also know that you, we've talked about this, sometimes you give a lot of yourself to everything yeah, and everyone mm-hmm. and you just kind of need some time to refresh. For yourself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, Appreciate that. And, think uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to share like little stories about like whatever you're going through. Yeah, I agree. Just to be like transparent. And especially that it's Yeah, especially that a lot of people, you know, just see me as a happy person. Yeah. And it's the case for a lot of people, you know, you just see them every single day and you're like, oh, they're, they're a really awesome person. They're so happy. Yeah. And, blah, blah, blah. and then you like talk to them for like, you know, you sit down with them, talk to them for an hour and you're like, oh my God, you went through all of this? Yeah. Like what? Exactly. And it still affects them. And, you know, it's, it's just this side of life that, you know, we always have to keep in mind that. You know, be grateful, be nice to others, because you never, never, never know what's happening. Exactly. Is pretty much it. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> we can end it on that. On life. Just you know, my enjoy job. the present. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy the present moment, and yeah, be aware of you know, yeah, people. Exactly. Be happy. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. From there, <laughs> I'm like, what do we, we what do we it. do now? We got this. So after that deep thought, <laughs> how did you get from Arkansas State to Tennis Warehouse in San Luis Obispo, California? <laughs> Woohoo! Well, that's actually um, Drew messaged me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Drew Munster, the <laughs> CEO of the company. Hello, yeah. he. <laughs> He messaged me on LinkedIn and it was uh, he was like, hey, we have this opening here at Tennis Warehouse in San Luis Obispo, California as an assistant web editor and a play tester. Mm-hmm. So I was actually like looking for a coaching position yeah. at first. And it was either in my head, I was like, hey, I'm going to keep on coaching in America mm-hmm. or I'm going Go home. Back, yeah. That was really my view. And then I had this <laughs> Drew messaging me on LinkedIn and yeah, I'm like, wow, that's actually a great, great, great opportunity right <laughs> cool here. But yeah, yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> you get to try, yeah, you get to try tennis equipment, do videos about it, write reviews, and just in an awesome environment. Yeah. And you know, web editor, I love writing too. And I'm like, it sounds like the perfect compromise for me. Yeah. And so yeah, I just started the process, got start to uh, discover a little bit more of what Tennis Warehouse is all about yeah. and loved it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just decided to come here and I did the drive from oh, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas <laughs> to California, which oh, was gosh. a really fun drive. I had a little Dodge Neon, like an old car from like 2004. <laughs> and, and what my- color was it? Yellow. <laughs> And my little baby made it to California. Shortly passed away. Yeah. Soon after. (laughs) My little baby died after, unfortunately. (sighs) But she made the drive. And yeah, two of my best friends came with me. So really, really good trip. (laughs) 24 hours drive. Or 26? 26 hours. But, you know adventures yeah <laughs> it was really cool so yeah and now here I am um I don't well I kind of remember your first day but I do remember you had done a Skype interview or several with Chris yeah. and he came back and one he's like she was gonna be great she's gonna oh, fit right in she's cool. so bubbly you know like when you don't know about someone yeah. and like someone's telling you and you're like oh, I'll fi- I'll make that decision yeah. when okay. she gets here yeah. <laughs> I can be a little rough with new people so <laughs> I remember I came up to my desk after I was hitting and 
Sean was there at the time and you were sitting at your desk and Sean's like, oh my God, Michelle, you're going to love Julie. She loves sparkles and unicorns. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's pretty much my first day here. So Michelle like, okay, is somebody that loves sparkles. On the reviews, there's always like a little sparkle, a little sparkle. heaven or something and really nice like makeup with like a little bit of sparkles and stuff. Anyway, first day here, I'm wearing like sparkly shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. <laughs> and Sean turns around and is like oh my god you have sparkly shoes you're gonna love Michelle Michelle will love you and I was just like yeah, yeah. so I was like okay okay <laughs> she's cool <laughs> I guess we're I good. like her we're good <laughs> yeah so since then Julie has been an awesome addition to our team Thank you. unfortunately for us she has decided to go back to Europe Yay. but understandable it's been a long time since you've been back home yes so talk about that in your transition yeah so like when I was in college I was able to go home you know like twice a year yeah spend the summer home yeah and spend three weeks for Christmas at home <laughs> yeah well now I do have a full-time job and yeah. it's a little bit more complicated to see family yeah uh, like I haven't seen my brother for almost two years it's been That's a year crazy. and a half now so uh, my parents came to visit in May yeah but yeah so I'm 24 now soon 25 <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big girl and uh, <laughs> and and so I've spent almost yeah six and a half years away now. Yeah. So I've been in Amer- in America for six and a That's half crazy. years. So it's kind of like time for me. I feel to go home. You know, I'm always listening to my heart and it's screaming home. So I'm like, okay, I'll listen to you. (laughs) Which works for us because we do have offices kind of in Germany, but it's on the border of uh, France. So if anyone is familiar with Europe and geography, our office is in Schuterwald, Germany, which is near Offenburg, which is also about a half hour from Strasbourg, France. So, which is probably where I will be living. Yes, and, and it's, it's like a gorgeous city. Yeah. Oh, um, so cool. Alsace is like one of my favorite region in mm-hmm. France. And I have family over there, my godfather and my cousin. So I'm super pumped about it. My aunt too. It's a region that I know pretty well, more or less, and super pumped to move over there. Yeah. And just being able to stay with the company. Yeah. And be like close to home, it will be close good. like six hours drive. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's yeah. like perfect of both worlds, and I'm really grateful for that. And honestly, yeah, we're excited too because you're gonna be over there, and there's so many amazing people over at that part of the company, and you guys will definitely be seeing a lot more of Julie, and she'll be getting those European reviews going and all kinds of good stuff. So get excited for that for 2020. Yay. We're excited. We're bummed that we're losing her, but definitely happy to have her still with yeah. us it not will be totally really losing me yeah technically I know. still here I'm sure I'll come back too I need There's like no my way. Julie hits though <laughs> uh, we like to grind it out oh yeah long grinding sessions long Michelle. sessions the best are on Saturday yeah <laughs> Saturday morning oh, two hours of tennis sweaty no should I say sparkly <laughs> sparkly yeah we don't sweat we, we don't sweat we sparkle <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah that's what Julie's gonna be up to Mm -hmm. in the next year and like I said super exciting for her another new chapter in her book yep so let's wrap up with some fun little questions what is your current gear of choice I know that answer obviously so instead of just that I want you to talk about what you used in college and how it changed to what you're using now so in college I was using the Babolat Pure Drive 
And I switched to the Technifiber TF4305 recently. Yeah. And so, okay, playing college tennis, I remember just like being really frustrating with my forehand all the time. Every time a ball was coming fast at me, I was kind of like backing up and the ball was popping out in the fence. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't control the ball. And so when I first got here... Uh, really hard to get away from my pure drive because, you know, yeah. I still loved it so much, so much power. Yeah. And, uh, but I remember just before going to BNP, mm-hmm. I made a full list of all the rackets I wanted to try, yeah. which was pretty much everything. Yeah, so, she did her homework. Yeah, I did. So every time I was going back on the court, I was grabbing at least three or four rackets and I was really trying to have a feel for the different rackets. And I just had my mind blown by how much the equipment that you use impacts your game. Yeah. Because that I did not realize that when I was playing, like before coming here. I, I totally did not realize this. I think that was something I also kind of was going to ask you is like, what have you learned since you've been here? And that yeah. I think would be... 100%. And you can be an amazing player and you still might not even realize that. Like, yes. Because I totally. feel very much the same. Uh-huh. I remember when I first got here also, pure yeah. drive. Mm-hmm. I still love it. But same thing. I was like, first of all, the language that we use sometimes. I remember the first time I got here, I was mm-hmm. like, what's plow through? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? What, yeah. what language uh-huh. are they speaking? And then, like you said, just realizing, like, oh, that might not be the best racket for my yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And let's try something else. Exactly. So talk so, about how you got into the TF40. Yeah. So I just started to get into frames that like are a bit more control oriented mm-hmm. I realized that I like to have you use plow through well yeah. here it is <laughs> I like to have a little bit more plow through yeah. that helped me with like getting my angles right and stuff so I gravitated toward the Beast 98 so the 03 which was a good transition which from was, one to the other yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so it gave me a little bit more plow through I reached amazing angles with it and I played <laughs> and I played with it for like what six months maybe yeah, yeah. and then you know I kept on like trying on different rackets and then here it is the Technifiber TF40 showed up yeah. and honestly it was not love at first hit okay <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked the control I had of it mm-hmm. and I just like kept on playing with it and the more I was playing with it the more I was like wow I think it's the right racket for me you know it does have a really solid feel yeah. with the control like a lot of control which is amazing which is probably the thing I love the most about this racket yeah and you know still still have like a good spin potential yeah and so I figured out that it was just like one of the best rackets to use to complement my game that's a racket that forced me to play smart yeah also. the pure drive is great <laughs> but oh my goodness it made me overhit 100% and yeah and so I really definitely needed something that was a bit more control oriented to play smarter to not overhit but still have like a good power so the TF40 pretty much did everything perfect for my game and yeah absolutely love the solid feel out of it and, you know, I still can reach my angles and get really good control. And on my defensive shots, you know, I sometimes when a ball come fast at me and that's that's my weakness, you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm panicking and, you know, I am still have like good defense with it and good stability. And I really can count and punch the balls like really good with this racket. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, it's, it's working really <laughs> well. Especially hitting you. with Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great racket and it's French. So, I mean, I yeah. feel like it's a French, French exit. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> and then string setup. I think oh, we both really like Technofiber mm-hmm. Ice Code. What tension are you at right now? Well, I used to be at 54. And the more I play with it, the more I go down. Yeah. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> so I went to 54, went down to 50, and now I'm going down to 48. Okay. Maybe thinking of going down even a little lower. Oh, gosh, you and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. No, it just gives me, like, extra comfort. Yeah. And Ice Goat still gives you, like, a lot of control. Yeah. Which is good spin and good control, and it's just really good in my tier 40, honestly. Nice. Love the comfort out of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And shoes. I know and we shoes. get we've tested a lot of shoes. Do you oh, have yeah. a favorite right now? Right now, so I said I had the Yonex Rev 3s. Oh yeah. Yeah, Fusion um, Rev 3. Yeah. So those were my favorite, or they are my favorite for now. But I know that I did love the A6 gel res yeah, for she, so long. <laughs> that was one of the cool things is uh when Julie got here, her one of her profile pictures had one of the SMU shoes yeah. that we sold. And it's like, oh, those yeah. are from There was the solution speed the actually. Solution yeah, speed. the solution oh, speed yes. three. Yes. They were like, yeah, those were like really my favorites. Yeah. But you know, I, being discontinued, I kinda have to go Transfer. towards something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the Yannick Surfers were actually like really good. Yeah. But yeah, still love the gel res though. Can't gel go res. wrong with I it. Know. I'm Woo. excited for the update. Mm-hmm. I hope they're amazing. I think yeah. they are. What would you say your signature shot is? Oh, um, I don't know. Let me see. What would I say your signature <laughs> shot is? <laughs> what is my signature shot? Short angle cross courts. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the angles. Yeah. That sure. angle. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I, I don't even that. know why I had to think about yeah. that. <laughs> Short angle cross courts for sure. <laughs> what does your best day off look like? lazy morning yeah i wake up and i stay in bed for a little bit but no i really like recently i started to get into yoga a little bit yeah. because it just really helps me like i was saying like anxiety yeah it's and good yeah to quiet the brain. really awesome yeah. so i'm getting into yoga a little bit trying to learn about that a bit and then I love nature. Yeah. So beach. Yeah. And I love hikes. But unfortunately, I'm terrified of mountain lions here. <laughs> <laughs> In California, they are mountain lions. Oh, my gosh. So um, I try to go on walks on the beach instead. But if there were no mountain lions, I would probably go on hikes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then I also love to read. So reading. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much beach, read. Yoga. Yeah. You know. Just chill. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Favorite emoji. The butterfly. Totally the butterfly. The butterfly. That's yeah. like I actually do have a butterfly tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. The butterfly is a good symbol for me that like, you know, remind myself that life is beautiful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All the and, feels. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh if you weren't playing tennis and working at tennis warehouse, what do you think you'd be doing? If I was not playing tennis. If tennis didn't happen for you, what would you be doing? Or here's a similar question. What did you want to be when you were growing up? I wanted to be a journalist. Nice. Yeah. Very close. So, yeah, if I wasn't playing tennis, I think I would have gone into literature a little bit more. Okay. For sure. I love, like, everything that touched literature, French literature, I like it, and <laughs> philosophy as yeah. well. So I think I would have went towards that thing, toward more literature. And what did you get your degree in? Uh, science. Exercise <laughs> science, kinesiology. 
Yeah, because like, you know, but that's good. Yeah, yeah I love literature sure. and everything. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I had sports around my entire life. And I was like, I don't want to give up on this because I love it. <laughs> so I kept on going with sports. But definitely sports was not part of my life nowadays. I would have gone into something more writing oriented nice. for sure mm -hmm. cool who is your favorite player right now right now Felix Ojealiasim <laughs> <laughs> who was your favorite player growing up oh I loved Amelie Moresmo oh, me too I love her I, I got to do. see her at BNP when She's she was uh, training uh, coaching Luca Puy yeah and Lucas yeah. It's somebody that, yeah, it's someone that went on a junior tournaments growing up. I mean, just like one or two tournaments. But, hey, yeah, fun fact. Woo. That's cool. Yeah, Marisma, she is a goddess oh, in my she's world. Awesome. <laughs> she's just a amazing beast. at everything. Let's see what else. Bold tennis prediction for the next year. Something that's going to happen in the next year on tour. Rafael Nadal will not win Roland Garros this year. Dang, that's a second person to say that. <laughs> yeah, I just see the next gen and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Rafa is one of the greatest, of course, but... This year, I'd see someone else okay. at the French Open. Okay. And I'll be there to see it. <laughs> I'll come visit. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> what do you miss most about France? Family. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the culture. Yeah. Also, you know, wine and food and crepes. cheese and crepes. And I make a lot of crepes here, actually. She does. <laughs> I was going to say, they're amazing. <laughs> what do you think you're going to miss the most about the United States? California, <laughs> San Luis Obispo, the people, the international friends that I've made totally. at Arkansas State, yeah. the people here in Slow, the beach, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> so many locals here that do not want to leave. No wonder why. Yeah. If I was a local here, I would stay here. Shh, don't tell anyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, there Everybody we have a, gonna want to come here. a little slice of heaven here on the Central Coast. We'll yeah. take it. She kind of already gave it to you, but let's hear your best life advice and how to handle a tough situation or a rough patch when you're going through some hard times. Well, whatever you're going through, honestly, you're going to have to go through it regardless. So it's your decision on how, how you, you will handle it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll end on that, I guess. That's <laughs> Julie's helped me through. She's a good reminder. I needed that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Julie. Thank you so much. And like I said, stay tuned. She'll be doing a bunch of videos in Europe. She's already doing a bunch of French videos mm -hmm. for us. So if you do speak French, <laughs> definitely check those out on our YouTube page and on Tennis Warehouse Europe. And thanks again for joining. Us, Julie. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Talk Tennis. If you'd like to continue the conversation, feel free to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, let us know, leave us a review, and feel free to share with your friends as well. We appreciate the word of mouth. Until next time, happy hitting. Recording. Talk a little bit. La la la. Yeah, <laughs> cool. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.